Welcome to Gladys's Kitchen, the culinary show recorded live in Gladys's very own kitchen, located on the other side of the Crow River. She's bringing generations together with generous recipes. Here's your host, Chef Gladys Bonima. Gladys's Kitchen, the uh, Gladys Kitchen on this side of the Crow River. Uh, I'm your host, Gary from South Dakota, filling in for Gladys Bonima, your usual host. Uh, as you know, Gladys is a world-renowned chef, a uh, lovely conversationalist, uh, and just a charming a charming woman, uh, and she was unable to make it today, uh, so she called me in uh, to, to fill in, and I'm happy to do so, uh, and I'm excited today to be walking you through, uh, step-by-step, how to prepare and bake the world's greatest, and I mean greatest, banana chocolate chip cookies. This recipe uh, came to Gladys through her great-grandmother, also named Gladys, uh, and she used it to win the 1912's World's Fair Cookie Contest within the subcategory of chocolate chip, within the sub-subcategory of chocolate chip with an added fruit. Well done, Gladys. Now, she claims to have come by this recipe... Uh, from an ill-fated 49er off to find his treasures in the mountains which now overlook the modern-day city of San Francisco. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this prospector was tragically struck by the notorious and venomous diamondback rattlesnake, and he died in the most agonizing way imaginable. He left this recipe... Now, he, he was thinking ahead. He left this recipe in his front pocket with the instructions for whoever found his body to keep this recipe relevant in the modern canon of cookies and other confectionaries. Believe it or not, folks, believe it or not, you're not making history, rather, you're baking history. Uh, before we get into the ingredients, I want to thank Gladys Bonima, a world-renowned chef, lovely woman, for preparing the script. Uh, we've got Gertrude behind the board, the queen of phantom power, uh, and we've got Marv just helping around in the studio. Uh, we had a Gallup Polar uh, call in this morning uh, asking for Gladys, uh, and, uh, and Marv decided he would take the poll. Uh, that's just uh, some of the small things that Marv does around the studio. we got a great crew here, uh, great crew around here at Gladys's Kitchen, uh, and let's, let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, So uh, I'm going to walk you through the list of ingredients required uh, for this historic recipe. But first, we must talk about the most uh, important, or uh, uh, as as we use in the biz, paramount ingredient, the banana. It is essential, folks, essential that you phone your local green grocer uh, to ascertain the freshness and region of the bananas he or she is currently carrying uh, in his or her store. For freshness, I like to go with the AFAP acronym, which stands for as fresh as possible. A little inside uh, story here, uh, while they were making, or uh, rather uh, dreaming and scheming up, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, they were considering uh, several actors uh, f- uh, for, the, for, for, the, for the main role, uh, including uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, Marlon Brando, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and a uh, 
looking for a comeback John Belushi. Uh, but they decided to go with Will Smith. And, and I, I want to quote the creator here. They said that Will was as fresh as possible. And that's why they went with him. And that's why I believe that your bananas need to be as fresh as possible. Uh, the, the reason that you want the freshest bananas is so that you can manage the maturation and ripening process from start to beginning. Uh, you want to make sure that those bananas uh, are looking great. Now, you, you can check the color of your bananas against your Gladys's Kitchen banana swatch, not to be confused... Not to be confused, folks, with your Gladys's Kitchen Banana Watch, uh, which you'll use to time the ripening of said banana. Uh, now, there is just a brief thousand-page manual for your Gladys's Kitchen Banana Swatch and Banana Watch, uh, which are available for purchase online. Uh, you'll just have to look around gladysskitchen.com. Now that we have a handle on freshness, we need to talk about the region of bananas. Uh, now, i got to make something clear here. If you're, if you're confusing bananas with plantain, you might as well throw your oven away uh, and take up some other hobby such as jazzercising or something. Because uh, uh, honestly, you're only causing uh, migraines, deep, deep migraines in the kitchen. Now, the world's largest exporters of bananas is India, followed closely by China, Uganda, and the Philippines. Now, while those are Find places to conscript your bananas, uh, and if your green grocer only carries bananas from these countries, rest assured, no one, uh, no one is going to die from your cookies. But uh, you are liable to ruin a, a perfectly good book club and forfeiting all aspects of your already strained social life. Let's be honest: you and your cats are listening to a cookie recipe. Uh, on audio, uh, I digress, I digress, I digress. Uh, I, I would recommend the Guatemalan banana. While they're more challenging to obtain, they, they are, they will yield the best results further. I cannot stress enough, folks, you're not making history, rather you're baking history. Now, once you've uh, obtained your AFAP Guatemalan bananas uh, and you've read through your Gladys's Kitchen banana swatch and banana watch manuals, you're ready to properly ripen the bananas uh, and move on to the rest of the recipe. Uh, and we'll go ahead and get into that now. Assuming you've milled your own flour, you'll want two and a half cups of that leveled and placed uh, in a bowl uh, specifically for your dry ingredients uh, with two teaspoons of uh, baking powder. Uh, half a teaspoon of salt uh, harvested uh, particularly from the southern bays of the Caspian Sea, uh, pr preferably during the autumnal months, if I remember uh, Gladys saying that. Uh, and now white, and then one white uh, sugar, cup of sugar, sorry, one cup of white sugar collected uh, from Havana sugar canes. Now, now I, I was under the impression that travel to Cuba was still uh, questionable, but it but it seems uh, like uh, that, that that's actually okay now, you know? Uh, uh, so uh, thanks, Obama, for that one. Uh, now, for your wet ingredients, you'll need two-thirds two cup of butter. Uh, now, now, a little insider secret here. The, the Amish of Wisconsin, yeah, those uh, the people, uh, they're not, not huge on technology, not huge on cars. You'll see them on the side of the road, uh, horse and buggy if you're in the, uh, the northern parts of Wisconsin. Uh, they have mastered the art of churned butter. So, uh, and then they're, they're thrifty. They'll, they'll trade. Uh, and I've had great success with raccoon pelts. Uh, I would bring out, uh, you know, one raccoon pelt per pound, uh, and you should be good. Uh, combine the butter with two eggs uh, from free-range chickens uh, with an active hobby. Now, now I don't want to throw any 
the table here uh, or under the bus, but knitting isn't an active hobby. Uh, look for chickens who participate uh, perhaps in the at-large division uh, of a non-conference collegiate track and field meet. Uh, they're going to have uh, uh, real healthy uh, breast meat, real healthy thighs uh, with all that running. Now for flavor, uh, I like to add a teaspoon of vanilla uh, and finally one cup of your properly mashed and ripened AFAP Guatemalan bananas. Uh, so, uh, you got your wet ingredients. You got to cream the butter and the sugar uh, until it's light and fluffy. Uh, you got then you got to beat in the eggs with the vanilla, and then finally you got to add your mash your ash mash bana- ashed bananas. Your your mashed mashed bananas. Uh, and and I at this point I am obligated to endorse. Uh, Nestle semi-sweet chocolate chips. You'll want uh, two cups uh, more or less to taste uh, to be added in at the very end. Now, combine your dry ingredients uh, by gently sifting them together. So now, uh, you haven't screwed up any part uh, of of the recipe, uh, and you haven't subjected your oven to the business end of a dumpster, preheat it to 400 degrees, uh, drop spoon-sized dollops of your cookie batter onto your cookie sheet, uh, and bake in your oven for 12 to 15 minutes. Now, during this, this 12 to 15 minutes would be a good time to ensure your herd of cats has been fed by this time in the process. They'll be watching you struggle through this basic recipe, uh, and you'll need to feed them in order to subdue some sort of uh, violent overthrow in the kitchen, uh, a, a culinary coup, if you will. Uh, anyway, when your Gladys's kitchen oven timer has startled your cats into hiding behind the various thrift shop-worthy seating you have in your house, you want to remove the cookies from your oven and pray to God they don't ruin your book club because, seriously, they spent five months, five whole months reading through the entire Harry Potter epic series. Uh, and you don't want to ruin five months of reading because you can't follow a recipe. Well, this has been Gladys's Kitchen with your host, Gary, from South Dakota, filling in uh, for Gladys. Uh, next week, Gladys will be continuing with her Cooking for One series, How to Prepare a Single Egg for You and Yourself. Thank you, folks, and remember, you're not making history, you're baking history. The Gladys's Kitchen podcast is produced by Mike Lauer and Mark Vaillancourt and is a production of BCP Studios. Find us online on Facebook at Gladys Kitchen Show.